Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Mike D. People sleep on how integral the Beastie Boys were to the success of Def Jam early on. I mean, because you've got this new genre of music, it behooves you to have somebody that can cross over to the dominant society. So I fucks with the Beasties, man. I don't care what anybody says. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod is War. Was brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And use your heads by supporting your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude because you're smarter than the average fan, right? So make sure y'all go to Pro Wrestling 
Tees.com forward slash the chair shot. Support the movement, please. And thank you, thank you. And please pick up an official chair shot t shirt. All you have to do is peruse pro forward slash the chair shot. And by perusing pro forward slash the chair shot, I can guarantee you, you are going to find a shirt that you love over at pro forward slash the chair shot. And this weekend, type in the promo code summertime and you'll get. 20% off. I finally got one right. Hey! ProWrestleTees.com. Sure, Just do it, goddammit shit. ProWrestleTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promo code summertime. 20% off. Support the movement. Remember, the chairshot.com. We are not just a website. We are a movement. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I am joined by the Commissioner PC Tunney. Andrew Belaz, he's on assignment this week. Shout out to the Belay brothers. But I guess but chug salt water all the time. His presence had to be felt. Y'all already knew what it was. I guess you could call this pod as weave this evening, however, because joining us from the three man weave, Outsiders Edge, Bandwagon Nerds, put your hands together and show your love for the one, the only, the illustrious. Mr. Ray Cash. Thank you, everybody. Good to be with you guys. I always enjoy this show. One of my favorite shows on the network. And I will do my best to do to be my best Tony Kornheiser, Andrew Belaz impression. So in the vein of Mr. Belaz, shout out to Japan and Tokyo 3K and all the rest of them boys out there wrestling in DDT and uh, uh, CBS and all the rest of the places out there. Let's go uh, Pop, the legendary Tokyo 3K. Hey, man. Hey, Tokyo, Tokyo 3K name means so many streets, right? I mean, when you talk about legendary Japanese wrestlers, I mean, there's Giant Baba, there's Ricky Dozan, there's Antonio Inoki, Masahiro Chono, the Great Muda, Tokyo 3K is right there. If they had a Mount Rushmore in Japan, he'd be on there. I'm saying. I heard, technically, somebody put a 45-foot painting of his face and his logo on the side of Mount Fuji. I don't know. Gotta go check to see if it's true. I have a life-size painting of Tokyo 3K in my home. Because, you know, he's like 7 feet 12, 675 pounds, you know? Hey, man. Only the best. Only the best for the best. Yeah, go ahead. Let you can land. You can land this I one on your own. <laughs> yeah, let me let me stop before I never get a chance to come back. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> God damn it, we both gotta pull up on this one. <laughs> As you don't run shit around these parts, you say what the fuck you want to say, sir. If you want to give props to Tokyo 3K, God damn it, it's the freest country. You should be able to give props to Tokyo 3K, the legendary. Tokyo 3K. That's cool, but as long as I ain't got to talk about a Gold Shield's document, because I don't know who the fuck he wrestling. 
he's wrestling the Akuza. All right, Mr. Tony, where are we going? <laughs> we do have wrestling topics this week, so why don't we get to those? Yeah, great idea. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. We're going to kind of take a few of these one at a time, and we're going to specifically speak about the release of one Wyndham Rotunda, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt. Apparently, he had been cleared to come back to in-ring work before the release was given. What are your guys' thoughts here as a, as him leaving WWE and and potentially, obviously, where would you where would you like to see him go? So, I I I, I hate plugging my shit. It's probably one of my biggest flaws. But I just wrote a column on thechairshot.com that touched on a bit of the rhetoric with Bray's release and whatnot. Uh, called Perspectives in Wrestling. Check it out. Uh, quite proud of it. But I have two differing thought opinions of it because one is my fan perspective. My other is my outside of wrestling perspective, because as a fan perspective, this I'm pissed. I am angered by this because anybody can be released. Don't get me wrong. In wrestling, there is no such thing as deserved. It just doesn't happen. Right. You get an opportunity. You get you get your job. You show up. One guy pick and choose who win, who lose. One guy pick and choose. You do this, that, and the other. And you basically wait till you call. Right? That's it is what it is. So there's no earned deserved. So I'm not going to sit here and say, well, he deserved better. I can't say that because it, does, it doesn't exist in my opinion in wrestling. However, from the tangible things we can tangibly prove, he sold amazing amount of merch. He was booked at the top of the card from his debut on the on the, the main roster. You know what I mean? He was a guy that got a fantastic amount of time given, opportunities given, creative freedom given. But for all of these things, to be that, that level of, of the roster, to make that much money for the company, to be that big a star, and they're just like, I see you, bye. It really is deflating as a fan, and I'm imagining as a member of the roster. Because if Bray can get fired, who else? The only other people who are bulletproof got to be Roman, Becky, and Charlotte. Maybe Sasha. But if Bray can get fired, you know what I mean? A guy who was trained by the WWE. A guy who has history. His dad and his uncle are WWE Hall of Famers. Like, I don't, it, it blows my mind. From a business outside of wrestling perspective. Ronda Rousey touched on something that I don't know. I'm sure you guys will talk about, but it really hit me. And it, I think there's some truth to it. Nick Khan has really found a way to kind of change the way they look at value in their company, right? He, so it's, he's not looking at it from a traditional wrestling perspective. He's looking at it from more of a business and a sports perspective of do you match, does your output, what you are doing, what, what you're giving the company, does it match what you're bringing in? Bray wasn't wrestling. Bray hadn't wrestled since WrestleMania. And keep it a buck. Outside of that 10 minutes, he, I don't think he wrestled since the fucking Rumble pay-per-view. Was he bringing in what he was earning? So from a business perspective, anybody can go if it's for the bottom line. Stock is out through the roof right now. So 
I don't like it. I'm very upset by it. I am very hurt and confused. And I look at WWE in a way right now that I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, but I have hope for him because he can go anywhere and do whatever he wants. He ain't got to wrestle again. He can go be Rob Zombie in horror movies. The man got a creative mind out this world. And to put a bow on this, if I had to choose where I want him to go, I don't want him to go to AEW because everybody else is there. He won't get the time. He won't get that. As much as I fucking hate this company, with every fiber of my being, he should go and run Impact. Because he could do all the creepy, really nearly stupid, this, that stuff he wants. And nobody will say a thing to him. And they need a star. They have no top guy over there. He'll instantly go in there and give them credibility. So before I get to my thoughts about the the Bray Wyatt situation, he's gonna tell you why you're I'm, wrong. I, the fuck you say, Tony? You're gonna tell Ray why he's wrong. Well, yeah, yeah. That's actually that's basically <laughs> him and I's relationship. That's what yeah. we do. Yeah, that's yeah, just that's yeah. Friendship. That's like breathing. Yeah, but I wanted to ask you something because I, I'm glad that I have you on today because I wanted to ask you about something because I'm not on Twitter a whole lot. Y'all know that. Y'all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Plat. Maybe if y'all tweet me, I'll come back, but whatever, whatever. But one one thing that I saw this weekend perusing after I found out the Bray Wyatt about the Bray Wyatt release. So the WWE, they put their customary tweet out, you know, WWE has come to terms on the release of Bray Wyatt. We wish him the best in all of his future endeavors. Mm-hmm. This was retweeted by one Mickey James. Oh, and boy, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go. Let me, let me. I'm trying to set the table right quick, though, yeah, and then yeah. I'm gonna let you. Then the floor is yours. So, Mickey James responded to this tweet over the weekend, and and I quote: "This is her tweet. I don't know if you can quote tweets. That's you know, I'm old. I think what you meant to say was." Thank you so much for coming up with such an incredible gimmick, time and time again. One so cool and over, we really didn't know how to book it right. So we just gave it to someone else so we can make all, in caps, the money off of it and let you go. Now, Mr. Cash, mm-hmm. you responded to that. And if you'd like, you could pull your tweet up and, and give your response or you could just talk about it. You know, I mean, you're here so you can just, you know, verbalize what you know, what you said. I think I understand where you're coming from. I, I I do, but I just want to get your thoughts on that because my initial thought was what did Mickey say that was untrue in that statement that she put out? I don't think it's a fact of facts or truth. I think in this in this society specifically, but speak I want to speak particularly in wrestling because I don't we're a wrestling show. We can't we can't sure, sure. Yeah. go that big in the populace, right? But Mickey James has shown a propensity since she got released. And she has every right to have bitterness or any feeling that she feels about the WWE because she was treated pretty trash trashy. She they they didn't treat her well on her exit. So I can understand that. But that tweet screamed he's going through this but look at me 
It's about me. Look at me. Under the guise of, oh, I'm sticking up for my friend. That's bullshit to me. Because he really cared about that motherfucker, number one. You wouldn't sit there. You wouldn't have added him, number one. Because he got to see that shit. Number two, you wouldn't have implicated you basically threw Alexa under the bus. Essentially, to me, that felt like you threw Alexa under the bus because you're saying um it 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 comes off. She even had, if you read the tweet after that, she she had to backdoor it and try to fix it. Because it seems like you're saying Alexa stole it from him and did it better. When he came up with it, right? And then to your Criticism. If Bray came up with the gimmick, but WWE booked it, but then it went to shit. And then you read the next tweet, she says that we're just we're just actors to do the best we can with what we're given. Then essentially you're kind of dissing Bray in the same sense because it's all his idea in the first place. So just nothing about that made sense. But I don't like when people scream, look at me, but you're pretending that you're caring about somebody. Be honest about your shit. If you really want to the shit on you if you really want the perspective and the eyes on you you got you you're about to be on nwa 73 you got this big empower show don't do it under the guise of trying to stick up for a guy who you clearly don't care about in the first place because none of none of that was about him and like people like her and gail kim specifically they find any reason they can to trash this company and but they're doing it under the guise of being martyrs you're not a martyr because you said something about Bray Wyatt that doesn't make sense to a lot of people. You're not doing anything but making up your own self. And that's whack to me. That's whack as hell to me. Where I come from, you don't do the shit like that. So maybe where she come from, that's how you roll. It don't, it don't roll like that with me. I, that just, it does not sit well with me. I didn't appreciate it. And clearly a lot of other people didn't because she wouldn't have tried to fix it if, if, if people didn't care about it. No, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I disagree. You know, number one, I don't think it was a shot at Alexa. You know what I mean? I think, I mean, it, it is what it is. They did take the gimmick and transfer it to Alexa. I don't think that was a shot at her because Alexa, you know, what, what they're putting out there is low-key kind of bullshit, but Alexa is knocking it out the park. And I, I don't think that was meant to be a shot of Alexa, at Alexa rather, as much it was towards wwe creative which you know even you admitted she's got every right to be pissed off because when she went back they underutilized her like she's a she's an all-time great and they couldn't figure out what to do with her um yeah i i I just don't see it that way and also she's somebody from the inside like she was there so she knows how the machine works she knows how the sausage gets made so you know, I, I don't think it was a, a look at me. I think it was, oh, look at this. They dropped the ball with me. They dropped the ball with several other talents. They clearly dropped the ball with this guy. And I, I think we can all agree on that. Like, I, I you know, as, as creative, oh, we can't. Not one not bit. One you don't bit. think they dropped the ball at all with, with the Bray Wyatt character? Drop the, ball me- drop the ball means that they shit on something that didn't work. This man has been one of the most, from everything no, in it, wrestling is subjective. Everything is it, entertainment subjective, go right? Go ahead. Everything, everything yes, we're talking yes, about here yes. from a creative standpoint is subjective. If you yes. feel that his character didn't do the things you want him to do, that is your right. I can only speak on tangible shit. Tangibly, 
What more could he have done? He main evented multiple WrestleManias. He's a former world champion. He's faced every great wrestler in the history of this of the world that can still wrestle since he debuted. That it was able to wrestle. He got more time than anybody not from the Shield or from 2002. I don't know what else he could have done. So it's like, if you want to talk about it, if if Chris Platt wants to tell me that Chris Platt feels like he didn't do the things he should have done creatively, that he could have, cool. But the idea that they dropped the ball on him, how? How did they drop the ball? Well, because they're, ball. they're go ahead. I'm go sorry. ahead, man. I, no, go ahead. I apologize. Go ahead. Just, I just want to put a bow on it. For everything that somebody dislikes creatively, somebody likes it. For everything that somebody thinks didn't work creatively, somebody thinks it killed. So this idea that Bray Wyatt, who has played three characters unlike we've ever seen before, with the exception of the 15 minutes Waylon Mercy or whatever his name was, was on the screen in 1994 or whatever. Never seen any other any other three characters, Firefly, Funhouse, Bray, The Fiend, or Eater of Worlds. Ain't never seen none of shit like that, ever, in any company, anywhere on television. So for people to say, if you want to say it didn't work, I'd rather you say it didn't work. But to say they dropped the ball? What, you want to be a 17-time world champion? I don't understand what more they could have done that would placate the people who have these criticisms when if you look at it on paper, from tangible proof, factual things, he's the, one of the most decorated stars they've ever had in that company. I don't, I, so I don't get it. Number one, I love the Whale and Mercy drop because, I mean, that's literally what the first iteration of Bray Wyatt was. It was mm -hmm. Whale and Mercy 2.0, so I love that. And shout out to Dan Spivey. Perhaps if his body would have held up, you know, he would have had a better run. Yeah, but it's also a false equivalency when you talk about, well, he was a multiple-time champion. Hell, I done held the, the goddamn world title two times. You know what I mean? Like, that means nothing. Well, that's not true, because Cesaro's still begging. So, I mean, maybe not the world championship. You may have got an Intercontinental title in one or two. <laughs> when I say they dropped the ball is that this guy, as creative and innovative, innovative as he is, this smell of farmer got three characters over. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like the booking backed it up. And frankly, I don't think they understood the character. And they took it in directions where, I, I frankly, I just don't agree with I don't think they got it. And why would they? It's a bunch of old white men that are in, you think Twitter is a wrestling bubble. The Mellon Farmers are secluded in the bubble with bunkers all the way around them. So it is not a surprise that they didn't understand the character. But I feel like this was a layup. This was your next generation's Undertaker with all the supernatural shit and this and that. And okay, so number one, the initial Bray character failed because he would come out there, he cut these fire ass promos. I was in the house in Dallas. Ray, you were in the house in Dallas. 100,000 people. We all got our goddamn phones up. We were all fireflies. Like, that's power. Like, that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's where this guy was at. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, he ended up becoming the guy that was going to talk a lot of shit. And he had some fire-ass promos, but ultimately, he became the guy that was going to talk a lot of shit. And then when the rubber met the road, he was going to get his ass beat. He was going to lose. And I think that that took a lot of steam off of that character. He came back reinvented himself with the firefly funhouse this is this shit is great like it's like mr rogers meets a clockwork orange we ain't never seen no shit good like that shit a clockwork orange good 
good miss. Yeah, we ain't never seen no shit like that. And we don't encourage him. Shut up, Tony. But we were all intrigued. They could have just let it rock. Again, they didn't understand the character. And I've read some things that Bray said, the direction that he wanted to take the character. He wanted to get all offense of the Illuminati shit and the reptilians and shit like that. I'm not going to get all into that Alex Jones shit, but if you know, you know. That's where the Mm -hmm. direction he wanted to take it. Again, they didn't get it. It's not their fault they didn't get it. Why would they get it? But the Hell in a Cell. Let's go back to the Hell in a Cell versus Seth Rollins. Number one, that was way too early. Way too early. For him to be in a title match, you got to let that character cook a little bit. As a matter of fact, he could have existed sans the title. Now you have another special attraction. Like he didn't need the title. But if you're going to put him in that match, not only could he not lose, you got to give him the title. But then the way they did it, like how do you have a disqualification in the Hell in a Cell match? And then they tried to course, they tried to course correct. They gave him the title in Saudi Arabia. But then they took it back off him, what, two months later and jobbed him out to Bill Goldberg in less than two minutes. You know what I mean? I understand we wanted Goldberg versus Roman at Mania. That's a marquee box office match. But this is not a character that he didn't need the title right then. That was way too soon. And then once you squashed him, in essence, the character lost its luster. And then don't get me started on the whole Randy Orton thing. These melon farmers done set each other on fire, and now we're going to settle this shit in the goddamn catch-as-catch-can wrestling match. Like, that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, that that's where, when I say I feel like WWE dropped the ball, that's what I say. Like, this guy, he should have been your next Undertaker. This was a layup, and you never understood any of his characters. And, and frankly, Ray, I kind of want him to end up in AEW. Number one, he's a guy that I wouldn't have ever dropped because once he decides he's done with the wrestling, I feel like with his creative mind and his intelligence, he'd be a great booker. So he's a guy that I would want to keep in my, you know, on my roster. But mm-hmm. going to AEW with full autonomy and just letting that character cook and see what it can come up with, that's intriguing to me. They won't have the time. They they already have, they have more AEW for one show. Rampage has not debuted yet. And I'm not kind of no bullshit that's on YouTube. Fuck that. There's only one television show right now. And for one television show, they have more people contracted than WWE has for Ross McDonald and NXT combined. So they don't need they don't need no they don't need they don't need another guy who's gonna take 15 minutes. Or whatever he does. My only let me my only retort is drop the ball is not the same as had some missteps. Drop the ball denotes that they just failed that dude. No. He's that's still okay, and that's, that's fine. I have again. From an individual perspective, you have every right to feel what you feel. I don't like that there's this consensus that, oh, well, WWE dropped the ball on them when the facts show differently. Now, if you feel that individually based on the things you mentioned, I agree. Should have never lost to Goldberg. Should have never had a disqualification. I appreciate how he tried to fix both situations. He tried his best. The The way he, he fucking moonwalked his ass out of the Goldberg win, I didn't care about the title <laughs> I needed to get Cena, was genius stuff. That's on the level of Eddie Kingston explaining what happened with the damn not blowing the ring not blowing up and like those are genius level things. <laughs> the only only disagreement I have is the Bray Wyatt character, the uh, eater eater of worlds Bray Wyatt character. My disagreement is if you really look at the character and who the character was, he was never supposed to win. The character never cared about winning matches. The character went about make the character cared about making his point. Case in point. WrestleMania 30 against John Cena. 
everybody hated. Well, he should have won. Go back and really pay attention to the shit he was saying in that feud. The only thing he cared about was proving that John Cena was as just much just as much of a monster as he was. That's why the whole time he's begging him to hit your move on me, John. Hit me with the chair. Do what you want. So that's the only retort I have. I tend to agree with your overarching points individually. He could have been done better. And that goes to show the difference between we could have a whole two hours on this on creative control in wrestling. But this is why in the WWE you don't make your own characters. Because when they book for you, they don't know how to do it. How can you book something that is so personal, so intricate, that only he can make up the stuff? You, you just can't. And it's, you're never going to be put in the right situations because nobody understands what the fuck you're doing. So, I mean, I know we got to move on, but wherever he goes, he's going to be great. Um, I hate that. He, I hate that that happened to him. I hate that these guys are losing their jobs on the under the guise of budget cuts when they may legitimately be but they don't need the, that capital at the moment. But I, you know, I think that's ludicrous to tell anybody who has a company to tell them what they can and cannot do with their company. You can't sit here and go be mad at companies making a budget cuts when you have no fucking clue. Like you don't have no idea what's going on with it. And it's their company. They can do whatever they want with it. I, I don't like looking at it from that perspective personally, because no one really fucking knows. Well, the right. issue with, with like, that is, Like, I see someone on Twitter the, go, oh, in WWE 2K22, are they going to cut me because of budget cuts so in my third week on Raw with my creative character? I'm like, you you, you don't, you, you're talking about shit you just don't fucking know about. That, that Well, this is why I say it's game, though, because they just saved a gazillion dollars over the past year because they didn't have to do house shows. They set up the Thunderdome. I'm sure that cost a pretty penny, but they had to set up like it costs like a million dollars to set up the goddamn Raw and SmackDown sets. If I'm running a business, so they saved a gazillion and I, dollars. And I have a machine that I have four guys working on and it can run as just as well with just two guys on there. Why the fuck would I have four guys hired to do that instead of just two? It's I called, agree. It's and called capitalism. It's called being in charge of your destiny. You, you're right. The issue isn't doing it. The issue is why you said you had to do it. And to to to, to disagree I don't, with you, I don't. Work, did work. I? Is there a quote out there that WWE told us that, that well we had to cut these people? No, there isn't. I'm well, then how can the you say? Just, but how can you say that then? I'm talking about me and you. Not you just what the conversation me and you just had. Right. Because I, I and you said that the they whole, said they had to do it. No, no, no. Let's let's start over. I'm saying I hate that they had to cut him under the guise of budget cuts. You're saying they can do whatever they want. Okay, you they can't can, say what they need. Yeah. Hey, I got you. We're finish. doing it. I, I mean, everybody, Vince stubbed his toe and he thinks we need to get want. rid of three right. guys. Right. So then it's too fucking right. bad. I got you, but just let me finish real quick. Because you're right, but I got you. But I'm, what I'm trying to explain the difference. What I'm saying is, you tried to say that I can, nobody can say what they can or can't do with their money because we don't know. What I'm saying is, we do know what they're doing with their money because, by law, they are they are required to report everything they do with their money from a fiduciary standpoint. But you, and they just released. But do you know their? their investor call do you know their six? Do you know their six, twelve, eighteen, twenty-four month business plan? No, so you have no fucking clue what they're doing. 
Let me finish. I don't know what you don't even need to finish. You're not letting me finish. You just finished right there. You just said you don't know what the plan is. So you don't know what they're doing. If you don't know what their plan is, how can you say you know what they're doing? All I'm saying is we know what they have done with their money. That's all I'm saying. We know that's not what they're doing with their money. Okay, Tony. Next subject. I can't even fit. Oh, I'm the moderator. I decide when the next subject happens. 30 fucking seconds, bro. Like, all I'm trying to say is, you're... I'm agreeing with the shit you're saying. You're just not letting me finish. All I'm trying to say is, we know where they have spent their money. Do we know what the plan is for it next? No. But we know where it's gone. And where it's gone to this point, they didn't need to release him. How now, do you know do that? The fuck they How want. do you know they didn't? They didn't and okay. who said they needed to? Okay. But these are just things, though, that you're saying that I haven't heard anywhere. Okay. And we don't have any. We don't know. Okay. This is so weird being on the other side of this. It's like this this is Dan's puppets Dan's. Like. I, I don't know why you're getting so mad. I mean, it, we're just having a, a a conversation here. I'm just saying you're you're not pulling from anywhere to tell me that we know these things. We don't know these things. Bro, they you know how much money they saved last year because they didn't have to tour if they wanted to keep that melon farmer, they could have kept that melon farmer. It's not like Vince and them that's, is eating that's ramen such noodles a, that's such and a, hot dog flavored uh, water every that's night. That's such a like, lazy they, argument. You know, if they wanted to, they could have kept is, it. Man. If they wanted to, they could probably employ uh, twice the size of AEW's roster, which is bigger than their whole roster. If they wanted to. Yes, absolutely. And they wanted to release Bray Wyatt. But from a financial standpoint, they didn't need his salary to get over. They're already working at a surplus with record record revenue. So you got a guy they can do whatever who they can't, want. They have every right to. You have a them, guy, but they didn't need his salary to work. So you have a guy, yeah. who who can't stay healthy, and his gimmick is working better that he came up with on somebody else, and you're not going to use him. So you should just keep him there and let him do nothing, as opposed to releasing him and let him go where he wants. Now, even me you're saying what I just said subject. is just my opinion of what's happening. We don't know what's happening. What do you mean? Who like you're telling me that the only way your reasoning is that WWE is telling you that the only way they could survive was by getting his salary back. That's kind of how you sound. No, not, that's it nothing is. of what I've said. Yeah, he's actually not saying that. You know, he, I'm he, saying he, the he exact doesn't... opposite of that. All I'm saying, what I'm saying is, from corporate.ww.com, this they've released what. Every financial they've had in the past quarter has. Every financial they've shown that they released, shown that they are working at a surplus of like 20 plus million dollars right now. Okay, so my problem is, is why does that mean they have to keep Bray Wyatt? I'm not saying they have to keep Bray Wyatt. So how are these two things connected? I'm saying they have every right to release him. What I'm saying is. For the good of the business, they did not have to release him for to to, re, to recoup his salary. That's all I'm saying. That doesn't make they any sense. They could have kept him like, and still been financially fine. Uh, how, do you know, how do you know that? The fucking investor called. They give you the financial proofs, honey. My God. But if what Nick now, Khan is doing is getting rid of people that aren't productive, then how do you know that that isn't their plan? Why? I mean, if someone's not well, working, well, what's the difference? Why well, would you keep him around? Well, well, it doesn't make okay, any sense. Okay, number, it's number, like hold on, hold on, hold on. you quick, let off like you know one. more than you actually we all do. We don't know anything. No, no, number one, you can't say that he's not productive when he was one of the top merchandise sellers in the entire company. So you can't say he wasn't productive, number one. Number two, I got to be honest, man. 
don't think that those financials aren't kayfabed a little bit. Like, this is professional wrestling. So I, I understand what you're saying. Like, legally, they're supposed to produce. But this is professional wrestling. This is a business built on hucksters and liars and thieves and charlatans. So they're, they're, I'm sure there's some kayfabe there. Yes, technically, they're supposed to release those financials. But I'm sure there's some kayfabe. But either way, yeah, that's all I had. I, I just well, don't. I, I just don't see what what WWE's financials has to do with whether or not they keep Bray Wyatt. I mean, it 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 doesn't really mean a hill of beans. There, but I, but you keep putting those two things together. Like I'm saying, their financials are the reason why they had to keep Bray Wyatt. I'm not saying they had to. I'm not saying they did or didn't. What I'm saying is, in my if I if I make if I if my life is built around making of working off of two thousand dollars a month. That's what my life is built around, right? That all my bills, this, that, and the other, I have to have $2,000 to survive. I have to. And I cut out something that allows me to get 18, that allows me to work at 18,000 to keep $20 extra, then cool, I got you. But if my if everything I need to survive is at $2,000 and I'm bringing home 75,000, 7,500, I already have an excess that I don't have to get rid of anything. I think it's That's a, what I'm saying. I think it's a poor argument for WWE shooting, should having kept Bray Wyatt. I'm not trying to argue that they should have. Well, then why even bring it up? Why? How are the two related? Because you're not listening to shit <laughs> I'm saying. I am. Tell me, tell, me how the, tell me how the WWE financials have anything to do with Bray Wyatt is released then. Tell me. I'll, I'll, I'll why, tell you. why are you when even you are bringing these shit? back? I'm... I'll tell you when when you when you when we release when this comes out Friday, re-listen to the subject because you're not listening. To I've been here I'm the whole you. time. What the fuck does the difference have to do with WWE's financials and Bray Wyatt being released? Like everybody's sitting here going WWE's the bad guy because they have enough money to pay Bray Wyatt. Who cares? They have enough money to pay a million people. What's the difference? I'm asking you, why is this even being talked about at the same time? Because they both come down to one thing. They both come down to money. Bray Wyatt's salary. They had every right to release him. Completely. I'm not, I don't like that they release him as a fan, but from a business perspective, if that's what you feel you need to do for your business, fine. Have no qualms with the fact that Bray Wyatt was released from his contract. But if we're looking at it from a financial standpoint, from a financial standpoint, they did not need to recoup his salary to be profitable. That's the only point I was trying to make. Why Why would they have to be in that situation just to want to do that? I'm not saying they did. I'm just making a damn statement. I just, you turned it into me. Yeah, you turned into something I, I was trying to fight the power. I, I was just making a statement. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, who cares? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Basically, to me, okay. Bray Wyatt doesn't really matter. The guy can't get over at all. I, I disagree with almost everything you guys say about his character. Like, if he wasn't fighting at the top of the card, he wasn't over. No one cared. Like, this is just another woe is me, everybody's sad. Like, you, you know, you want to bring up the other people that are on all the other federations now from WWE. Like, there's other opportunities out there. If you want to be with WWE, you're signing up to take their money as long as they want you on their roster to use you as however they can. Right? So, that's just my opinion on, on the whole Bray Wyatt and everybody else getting released. You know? 
I think they find that their stock went up more for being a part of WWE if they weren't there in the first place. So I, I that's just my whole thing on it. Ray, I'm not trying to get you mad. This is pot is war. This shit happens. So don't don't be whoa, upset. Whoa, 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 but whoa, we're just whoa, we're just whoa, arguing whoa, here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the fuck do you whoa. want? You you can't say that motherfucker was wasn't over. You weren't in Jerry World with a hundred thousand fans. You know what? They got you know what? Platt, phones up in the Platt, air. You're right. Flies. You can't say you know the what? motherfucker wasn't over, man. You That's are, not you're, fair. You're you right. Can't say that. He, you know what? Honestly, let me put it to you a different way. He he is over. He is over being in WWE. That was actually well played. I disagree, and it made me roll my <laughs> eyes, but it was well played. Okay. All right. Shout out to Bray. But no, one thing that uh, Ray said before, you know, just to kind of put a bow on this. If I'm Bray, yeah, go out to Hollywood. Go go do that because you're so creative and you'll probably make way more money and take way less bumps being out there in Hollywood. Like, get with somebody, do some things. Like, yeah, he's a super creative guy and I'm sure he's going to land on his feet, whatever he does. You know, he's way too talented not to. All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. Uh, more WWE releases when we return to Pot is War, Chair Shot Radio Network. The lovely Ray Cash has joined us today right here, also on the ChairShot.com. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. I have to announce to you, That I will never retire! Oh no, you gotta be kidding me, really? I just seen this. Next month, NWA has booked Nick Aldis defending the NWA Heavyweight Championship against Ric Flair! Get the fuck out of here! I swear! Seriously, like you're not even bullshitting. No, I'm bullshitting. But but you oh, were oh, but you oh. but you almost believe it. I was excited. Shit, I don't necessarily want to see Rick take bumps no more. But it's Ric Flair. Shit, gentlemen. Well, he he's booked for he's booked for NWA, which is why I was like, this shit may be real. What is your opinion on Ric Flair asking for his release, given his release, and where is he looking to go? Anywhere he wants to, he's Rick fucking Flair. Rick can do whatever he wants. I'm not worried about Rick getting a bag. Rick ain't never had a problem getting a bag. Now, he gonna spend it before he get it, but he ain't never had a problem getting a bag. <laughs> so I'm not worried about it. He probably wanted to do more because he's Rick Flair. Like, the reason that he's Rick Flair is, you know, he, he wants to be in the spotlight. He craves that. That he, he feeds off of that. Like, he is... he Richard Flair doesn't exist no more. He is Rick fucking Flair. So, WWE wasn't utilizing him much. They had that weird storyline where he was fucking lacy for a second, and then she got shoot pregnant as opposed to working pregnant, and, you know, they kind of put the kibosh on that. But, yeah, Rick wants to do things. And WWE didn't necessarily want him to do things. I think he would be a great ambassador for WWE, but you can't trust him out on the road because he's Ric Flair. Get a couple drinks in him, a couple sarsaparillas. You don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. So what's next for him? I have no idea. I know uh, Ray has a has an idea, but Rick going to be all right. Rick, Rick, Rick is going to be all right no matter what he chooses to do from here on out. 
Yeah, we're gonna be fine. I uh, I don't have any opinion on a manager or a, a personality wanting to be released from their contract. Who gives a fuck? They don't really make have anything to do with the bottom line. The only thing that I think is possibly interesting about this is if he really takes advance, fix Charlotte's booking, or I'm gone. Because if that's the case, that's funny as fuck to me. That you think you got that much clout to do that shit, but ultimately. WWE probably wasn't the best place for him anyway if he wanted to be on screen because you can't do anything else but be Charlotte's dad on WWE television on any other brands. Um, and so this might be interesting for y'all for part of the conversation. It trips me out when I see people like Big Show, Paul White, or Mark Henry or Sting, these legends that have left WWE and went to AEW. Mickey James, you can count to a smaller extent too. Because they all say, oh, I'm ready to be done with the business and kind of transition to this last phase. And when WWE transitions into that last phase, nah, bruh, I want more. I need more. That's like, I, I, it trips me out because it's, it, it, it's kind of duplicitous in my mind. Not saying that WWE is treating right, wrong, or indifferent, but it's just like, if you say you want to retire and you say you want to work backstage and then you're working backstage, and now you want to come back and wrestle and you're mad because WWE's moved on. The whole point of that is to push the young people. So it's like what I don't know what else Ric Flair could have wanted that he feasibly thought he should have got. I, I think you missed the opening to this topic. I have to announce to you that I will never retire. Is it possible, Chris? Yep. Is it possible, Chris, that what Ray is, is saying is is partially true, where maybe the things, maybe maybe Flair wasn't actively seeking more from WWE, but heard there's more for him elsewhere and decided, because I, 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 I guarantee you, if Rick does whatever he does for the next two years and is done with that, and two days after his contract is up with whoever he's messing with for the next two years, he goes to Vince, I would love to come back, and Vince would be like, come on back, you know, for your mm -hmm. Legends contract. So I, I don't know. I Maybe a little from column A, a little from column B. I feel like we're underestimating the size of those pretty Tony Khan checks. Like, Saudi oil money goes a long fucking way. And, and I mean, to be fair with Sting, Sting's been trying to retire for like 18 years, but people just keep throwing him a bag. So what what, what you going to do? <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? And, you know, with Mark and Big Show, like, we don't know the size of those contracts. Like, it might have been, he might have, Pretty Tony might have threw them Godfather offers. You know, something they couldn't refuse. Neither one of them has taken bumps as to this point. We don't even know what their full capacity is within the company. I know Big Show's done some announcing on the, the Dark Show on YouTube, but we, we don't know what they got going on. But Wait, Mark Henry is leading their outreach program. We know that much. Defined outreach. They're starting it, and it, it, there's no definition yet. It just started. Yeah. So, yeah, we say the same thing. <laughs> like, we say the same thing. Yeah, keep yeah. getting them checks. I, that's what I feel it was it, it was about, man. Keep getting them checks. And quite frankly, man, you know, the WWE in the last few years, man, they haven't had the best record of dealing with the legends in terms of, you know, TV time. We saw Mark Henry getting bitched out by Randy Orton, which in real life he'd probably snap his neck like a twig. No disrespect to Randy, but it is what it is. Big Show was jobbing here and there. Like, you know, these guys have egos as well. 
So not only are they getting a nice ass check, but they get to maintain some of their legendary status. And I'm I'm just speculating here, but if 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 a melon farmer is willing to pay you to do nothing, who wouldn't take that gig? Well, they're not because Vince was paying them to do, to do nothing. I, but I, I maybe Tony's paying more. You're right. To that last point, to that last point you were making, I I have issues with that philosophically because it's like. I'm speaking now more of a, a, a fan rhetoric ideology, right? For all these years, all we've had to hear about is that WWE only pushes the young guys. WWE only pushes the veterans, and they put them over the young cats. Well, here we are in the past few years. He's used these old guys to put over these younger guys, and now it's a problem? It's like, Mark Henry, you're in year 20s, blah, blah, blah. You really think you should be beating these guys? Now, should you be losing the way you're losing? That We can talk about that. But you shouldn't be winning. Big Show should not beat Drew McIntyre, who was at the time when they fought, was not after he brought, fought Brock, was the world champion and beat Brock Lesnar in five minutes. You shouldn't have won that match in no world. So that's the thing that trips me out. And I, again, maybe this is conjecturing in my head, but like... You can two tears in a bucket. Miss me with that argument. Like I don't understand the issue you, that they have with that because that all it is is straight ego and tells me you don't understand the business as much as you swear you do. I can't disagree with any of that. I agree with a thousand percent with everything you said. I mean that's that's been the the cycle of the business. The old top guys are supposed to put the new top guys over, and that's how the new top guys get over and as a matter of fact i think one of the reasons that we're where we're at right now is because the old top guys dipped before they could put the new top guys over so like i'm not disagreeing with any of that i'm just saying that you know you don't get to that top guy status without having an ego so i can understand how their egos would be bruised with how wwe has been using them in the past few years i'm you know i'm not disagreeing with nothing you said but i could just sure. understand from an ego perspective so if a motherfucker's sure. gonna treat you with legendary status and pay you comparable money, and you don't have to go on the road, and all you got to do is show up to work, what, two, three times, what, two times a week, or maybe like four times a month. Yeah, I get it. And look, and look at the Sting situation, because it's like, I know he's I know he's clear now. I don't know if he's healthy, but he's cleared. But you swear you want to give back to the next generation, and you're there to put over the young guys, but the two matches you've been in, you won both matches fairly over two over up and coming people because Ricky Starks and Cage were hot as fish grease when they fought. And Ethan Page and Scorpio, Scorpio just won the brass ring bullshit, you know, and all this. And you beat both of them. Now, Scorpio is never on TV no more. Ethan Page moved on to fight your boy and just got literally put through a coffin. Cage turned on them boys. Ricky Starks broke his neck and came back from that. And then you're beating there, you're beating everybody four and one because you got a bat. It's like you're not putting over these young guys. You know? And is Darby really better off for have being be, being with Sting? Do we really think that Darby would be in a high Darby would be in a lower place right now if he wouldn't have spent the past six months with Sting by his side? Sting ain't done nothing for Darby. Can I answer that question? Sting. Sting is the the personification of keep getting them checks. Go, go ahead, Tony. I, I want because I, I want I want to hear you because I know it's a good quip coming. But yeah, go ahead. No, my honest opinion is I don't care. I don't care about AEW. I do not get. I I 
don't care. I don't care. If CM Punk shows up or Daniel Bryan, I'll tune in and see what they do with them. As Ray's, as Ray's, uh, Ray's beeper went off, he's got to go make a deal. He only deals in 50s, by the way. Um, it's all good. Hundos. Damn, hundreds, 50s. Hundreds. What, hundreds. Who, what rate? You must talk about the real Ray Cash. I, like, am, am I like am I like uh, Rick Ross and just stolen motherfuckers' name or something? I ain't got that kind of money. Ray Dollar's up in the house. If you get jammed up, don't mention my name. <laughs> I just yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get to more AEW stuff. Um, last thoughts on on Ric Flair here. Rick's gonna be hey, fine. Take your car shield checks and keep it moving, homie. There you have it. Well, uh, car Shield. Him and Ice T need to do a Car Shield commercial together. I'm here for that. Ice T's <laughs> a little bit higher up on the chain. He's got Tide going on. He's working with Austin. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, He's working with Austin. Yeah. Flair's working with some jabron that just got his fucking, you know, his acting license or whatever the fuck. I, I wonder if they're still going to show those commercials with him and Eli Drake, L.A. Knight, whatever you want to call them. I wonder if they're still going to show those commercials. I'm glad you brought that up because if y'all need somebody else to take some chops from Ric Flair, I am available. Oh I'm in the Atlanta area, as is Rick. Checks. Yeah, right. like let's, I'm here. Let's transition over and talk about a wrestler who is still in his prime, very much so. <laughs> Whose contract seems to be expiring here after SummerSlam. Gentlemen, could Adam Cole Bebe be on the move? Maybe? Or do you see him sticking with the E? Right. What What are your thoughts on this, man? Because honestly, I think he would be tailor made for AEW. I, I really do. I think he'd be a top guy together because this is one of these guys. If he was a little bit taller or maybe even a little bit thicker, he'd be a top guy in this industry without question. He's He checks every other box. I think he'd be perfect for AEW. He would immediately be a top guy. His ladies there. I don't know why you would want to work with your lady. That would just me talking. That seems like that would be a conflict. You know, it's like, you know, you kind of need your space. You listen, it's funny because I was golfing with a buddy of mine. It wasn't DP, by the way, Um, but a buddy of mine who who was like, you know, I might I might teach my wife to golf, you know, and get her out on the course. And I I said, have you have you really thought about that? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, have you really thought about all the times you 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 go, I'm going golfing with the guys, but now you have to bring your wife with you every single time. He's like, you know, maybe she'll be into fishing instead. Yeah. <laughs> no shade. I'm just saying, you you know, sometimes in relationships you need a little space. So I don't know why he would want to do that, but I I feel as if that would be the best move for him career-wise. Money-wise, I don't know. Because I feel like if they were going to bring him up to the main roster, he would have been up there already. And he's basically, I feel like he's hit his ceiling within that WWE universe at this point. Okay. Quite a few disagreements here. Yeah, you don't say. Right? Shocked, right? First of all, let me say that, do I think he's leaving? I don't know. Could he leave? Absolutely. Because Adam Cole was was the king of the Indies for a long time. Adam Cole was not an original, but one of the kind of original members of the when the Bullet Club expanded to America. Because sure. he was over Bullet Club yeah, America for a minute. Yeah. So, like, he's, I, was, I don't know if I'm going to say best friends, but, like, he is super close with the Bucks, super close with Kenny. 
there are so many relationships there that it would make sense and behoove him in many respects to go. However, one thing I disagree, one, one disagreement I have with you, Platt, is you said if he was a few inches taller, he'd be a top star in this industry. He's been a top star everywhere he's went. So it's like he already is a top star. Now, can he continue to be a top star if he goes to Raw and SmackDown? I don't know, which is my next disagreement. And this is less with you and more with the ideology of us as fans. We have been conditioned to believe that WWE is the land of the Giants, and there is a fair amount of truth to that. But factually, if you look at the people who carry WWE from day to day, not I'm not talking about like the the transcendent big stars who come once in a blue moon. I'm talking about the regular everyday. You got you're talking about Savage who was smaller. You're talking about Michaels who was smaller, Hart who was smaller. You're talking about in the recent years, Brian and Punk who were smaller, Rollins who's a smaller guy. Like so it's not as much as you gotta be six six to make it. AJ Styles, who Vince is on record as saying, if I could have a roster full of this guy, I would be able to have a great roster. He said that as a quote. He loves AJ Styles. So I think Adam Cole would be fine on the main roster because he can do Adam Cole is 2021 Ric Flair without the baby mamas and the craziness, right? Because he, he, Adam Cole doesn't do anything great, but he does everything well. Adam Cole continues, he, 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 he does, he has a great look, but he's not great looking. He has, um, doesn't have a gimmick, but he plays his gimmick well. He's not the greatest wrestler in the world, but he wrestles great matches. He does, he's really Ric Flair-esque, even though Ric Flair's gimmick is legendary. So he'll get over whatever he does. Um, it's interesting to me that we're even talking about this because Kenyon Seaman got fired, apparently, because he forgot the motherfucker did his contract expired. So um, has he hit a ceiling in NXT? Absolutely. I think he could thrive on the main roster. If Finn Balor can thrive on the main roster, Adam Cole can. Oh, no. But, there's but, such a but, giant difference physically between Every single one of those guys you tried to compare to Adam Cole. Adam what, Cole is a abs? Adam Cole is a yes. Adam Cole is a He's pipe a cleaner. Being. He's a pipe cleaner. A Finn being. Balor is a it's a chiseled fucking god. Daniel Bryan has ten times the charisma of Adam Cole. And if you think that Adam Cole ever was close to being as big as Randy Savage was, giving off that vibe, no. there's no way. Yeah. Like and Seth Rollins is six three. So I, yeah, I just, yeah, he's, he's I just, legit, yeah, I got to disagree with you on that. I got to disagree with you on but, that. I like the rest of what you're saying, though. And and look uh, who they're pushing right now. Like, you know, WWWF, WWF, WWE, whatever iteration or name you want to call it, man, they have been consistently been the land of the Giants. Yes, they're, you, you brought up the, the instances they weren't. But look who they're pushing right now. Look at who the top guys are. We got Roman Reigns. We got Bobby Lashley. We got Drew McIntyre. We got Seth freaking Rollins, who's about a legit 6'2", 6'3". They done brought almost up. They got a, a Yapik Kodo over no, there on SmackDown. No, he's, like they're, he's all the way up. He's all the way up, Chris. He's all the way up. He's not almost up. He's all the way up. <laughs> Fantastic. By the way, almost is backing up AJ Styles. And Babatunde is backing up. Apollo Crews. So, I mean, 
There's big guys. And for the record, you're factually, you're absolutely spot on. Look at who they're pushing right now. But while they're pushing them right now, SummerSlam, they only do this for the big shows. I guarantee you when they're doing um, the jam in the sand, not the jam in the sand, because, you know, they got to get the old guys for that. That's Queen Take of the Ring. Well, they're doing Qu- run. Queen of the Ring there. Queen, you're, exactly, you're right. But um, when, when they do um, Extreme Rules or Backlash, guarantee you it'll be a regular smaller guy. Because that's when they push them. So I'm saying there's four big shows. Right. There's well, they, they, ten other smaller ones. They just did it with Ricochet, too, leading into Money in the Bank and everything else. So, yeah, I see your point there. I just feel like if they were going to put him on the main roster and had plans for him, he would have been there already. You know what I mean? The, I mean, the, the move would have been to take the entire Undisputed Era up because that was the, that was the new Four Horsemen right there. That would have been the move, but they didn't do that. So I, I think that he's we reached his apex. The lollipop guild, the, the lollipop guild, the lollipop guild. Couldn't I'm resist. glad you brought it up because that's the other disagreement I had with you. That's hilarious, by the way, because yeah, that is that. Look, I love El Spinadera. That's a stretch. Um, I love him. Um, I disagree with that too. And the reason I disagree with that is because this was under the this was at the time, much like with Gargano and Champa, where they were really trying to position NXT as a third brand. So if you're going to position them as a third brand, you have to have people who are the top of your brand. You have to have the top stars. Adam Cole was the top star, and honestly, if we're being real, other than maybe Finn, in the history of NXT. You can't just move him up and to go do something else. They had to keep him to, to a certain point. And now that things may be a little different, yeah, why not move him up? And how do you let a guy like that's contract expire? That's some Canyon that's on semen. the that's, that's why on the, the got fired. That's on the funky finger production side of the game right there. How does that even happen? Yeah, that's why semen is working at Dick's right now because he fucked that oh, shit up. Boy. You yeah. just you tried yeah. so hard. Yeah. You, you really yeah. put it out there. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to take another commercial. You'll go ahead, Ray. You got one last thought here on actual wrestling? Yeah. One, not dick jokes. One last thought. That I mean, look, yeah, that's for y'all. I I'm not as clever. With on the, the thriller in Manila, the schlong in Hong Kong, a, pish, a pimp of like Bishop Magic Don Juan. I, look, I'm no Dwayne Johnson, okay? DJ, uh, you know DJ? Yeah, you know DJ? Call me DJ. <laughs> um, but no, that's the only problem with WWE is that middle management is trash. That's the only problem they got right now. If we're keeping a buck, keep a buck with it. Mark Carano, Kenyon Seaman, these motherfuckers ain't about shit. And you expect me to believe that their statements to the shareholders are legitimate when they got these melon farmers in middle yeah. management? Yeah, because they can lose their license. So, yeah, I, I believe I, I, if there's one thing I believe that that, that is true. It's that because if they lose their shareholder license and they'll be bankrupt. So, yeah, they can't lie on that. And everything else. Yeah, everything else I believe is a lie. And on, Not that, the financial. And on that note, folks, we're going to take a commercial break. You've been listening to Pot is War. Right here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com, where we encourage you to enjoy your day the Chairshot way by always using your head. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Pod is war right back here in your earballs. While you're listening, open your internet browser and head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Pick yourself up a chair shot t-shirt. Make you look great throughout the rest of this summertime. And speaking of, you can use the promo code SUMMERTIME to save 20%. Get that shirt in soft style. Your epidermis will thank you. That's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promo code SUMMERTIME to save 20%. Ray, thanks for coming on Pod yes, War today. Thanks for making it a, a, a weave kind of evening. This is... This is me and Platt's Wednesdays, man. After we let you go, it's it's on to Andrew and some arguments. So don't take it personal, man. I love you. I'm sorry. I love you, too. Thank you for having me, and thank <laughs> you for giving me a fantastic migraine from arguing. Oh, snap. You got plenty of medication. You showed me there. One of those pills should do you right? <laughs> Oh, that's Just the truth. close your eyes and pick one. When you get jammed up, don't mention my name, okay? <laughs> tell him my tell him my business about all my medicine in my house. I'm sorry, it's all legal, folks. It's all legal. <laughs> I think I don't really know for sure, but I would assume. But you know what happens when you assume. All right, uh, I think we're gonna start this topic like this. We're gonna start with the fun part before we get into the the not so fun part, especially for AEW management. <laughs> It's as simple as this. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the culture. All right. I am I am actively rooting for this not to happen. I, I do not want to see my beloved CM Punk in AEW and get ruined. And don't, like, dude, don't be a hater. It's going to be shit. It's going to be shit. I, I, I don't like 
yeah, I've already invited him out for dinner. Like, he comes up here. He's right down the road sometimes. That's right. He got a spot up in Milwaukee. Good yeah. point. Yeah, Rufus Sport. Shout listen, out to Luke Rufus. I, along, the, along the way, I've, I've had uh, a few conversations with Phil. Uh, not that he would remember me, but, you know, I've, I've it is time. He's, he's done plenty of things Phil around. Don, Donahue? Phil Donahue. I'm more Phil of a Jackson. Sally. I'm more, more of a Sally Jesse, Sally Jesse Raphael kind of guy, but no. Uh, so anyway, neither here nor there. Let's start the AEW conversation. We're not going to start it with Max Caster. We'll finish it there. Phil Quarter, Tony. You know who I'm talking about, dickhead. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Yeah, y'all really going no sell Phil Quarter, huh? It wasn't that good, huh? Phil Corduroy. Uh huh. No, because he, he's courting Phil. Dude, I had, a, I had a nice pair of corduroys that fit me real good, and then I put a few pounds on, and it's like, damn it, I can't wear those pants anymore. <laughs> Been there. Shout out to quarantine. Yeah. I got shorts now. I don't even have to wear belts with. Dude, I'm like, do I do I lose weight or buy a new wardrobe? What's going to be easier? I'm not sure at this point. All right, CM Punk. Is he going to AEW? Platt, you, let's let the cat out of the bag. You're, you're thinking of planning a trip to a taping in Chicago just for the chance that this might happen. It's clearly happening. The fact that they, that nobody has denied any of this and the, they've let the rumors persist. like actually AEW and pretty Tony, they've played this perfectly because they've let the anticipation build, but haven't said anything. And the fact that punk has been radio silent throughout this, like the only thing that he put out, I think he put something out on Instagram with the uh, Chicago Bulls old school music, you know the doon 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 doon. He put that out there. Serious, serious by the Allen, I believe Sylvester Project. I believe is what it is. Shout out, shout out to actually knowing the names and stuff. Okay, that's overrated, and of course I would say that. But uh, you know, I don't know the name of shit. I barely know my own goddamn name. Who am I, Cliff Pratt? Like, <laughs> you got to put on your glasses to be Cliff. <laughs> touche, touche. But yeah, this is happening because Punk would have shut this down a while ago if it wasn't. So it, it's happening. It, it, it is happening. From Chicago, Illinois, Mr. Pipe Bomb himself, Mr. Anaconda Vice, CM Punk! But I mean, keep it a buck and a half, though, if they are able to land Punk, if they are able to land Daniel Bryan, or excuse me, Brian Danielson. Look at this roster with those two guys. You got Moxley. I'm not the biggest Omega fan, but, you know, obviously there's a market for him. We got Christian. We got Sting. We got Darby Allen, who I think could be a star. We got Jungle Boy, who I think could be a star. We got Powerhouse Hobbs, which on the lowest of keys, that's the Mellon Farmer they really need to be pushing. You know what I mean? But they're, they're, we've got so they've, – they've got talent. Lance Archer, and there's other people like Private Party – Matt Hardy, 
This is a talented-ass roster. Pretty Tony, this is when you need some help, bruh. And I'm not mad at you. You're living your dream. You know, it's my territory. I'll book it how I want to. I I get all of that. I'm not mad at you for that. But this is when you need somebody there. And you have, because you've got the talent to actually do something and take this shit to the next level now. This is when you need to call on the people you got around you. I mean, you have access to Arn Anderson, Jake the Snake Roberts, Dean Malenko, Jim Ross. Like, these are some of the greatest minds in wrestling. So maybe, possibly, somehow, some way, you can find a way to mix the old school fundamentals with the new school and come up with something cool. Like, perhaps you need to relinquish the rings in terms of booking. Like, you... because. Talent-wise, that's a stacked roster. It it, it really is, especially if you add those names. And I remember when AEW first started, and I said, basically, they're treading water until they get their Scott Hall. And everybody knows what that's referenced to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if the rumors are to be believed, you got your Hall and your Nash. So maybe we need to let the adults adult in this situation and try to make a go at this. By the way, happy birthday, Dean Malenko. Happy birthday, Dean Malenko. Man of a thousand holds. Um, I, you know, you know what, you know what storyline I would like for Punk if he's going to join AEW? Take over. Oh, he's got to be a heel. He's got to be a heel. No, take over what Kenny Omega is doing and do it right. And not only take Impact, but take NWA, take ROH, go to New Japan, take that fucking belt too. Anything that's not closely associated with WWE, they will jump the fuck on board to have a legendary CM Punk care. I, I, if I'm any of these companies, I'm like, cool, yeah, I'm chipping in here too. Maybe that's what it took. Maybe that's what it takes. I, I think that's the only real storyline that they could do with him for me to get excited about. Can we really bring some more attention to the fact that these motherfuckers have more people contracted than the top three WWE shows combined. Can that's, we stop sending people there? That's why I don't want them to go there. They don't know what they're doing. It's as bad as WCW. And, and no, so let's, it's can, not, not, no, it's not it that is. bad. Yeah. It is. And let's let's talk about the comparisons. Let's talk about the comparisons. It is. Let me tell you, explain why. We'll put WCW over the map in the kind of the scope of the world is when they got Hogan and then they got Savage, right? Jericho, Moxley. You already had old Sting over there. Oh man, Moxley. They... Yeah. Now you got now you're talking about your Hall and your Nash. Um you're talking about Danielson, Brian Daniels, Daniel Bryan, whatever you want to call him. And That's Punk, not if fair. it happens. That's not Hogan? fair. I know I, I know what you're going. That's not fair though. My point, what well, I want to get, and you, I'm sure you do. What well, all I want to say is, we, everybody is saying WWE is the one that needs to worry about because they had too many people and they were making too many mistakes. You can't just be signing everybody and expect everybody to be used and be okay with that. Because look what happened after WCW had two, three great years of business and then crash. I don't, I'm not saying AEW's going to crash because Tony seems to be a little more... He's a wrestling fan. Ted Turner didn't know shit about wrestling. Tony knows wrestling, at least. But, like, 
you are starting your business off, That's in my opinion, the worst <laughs> possible way. The worst possible way because you've already lied about everything you started off. Everything that you said that you're going to do from the beginning or you, you, you told the fans was a lie or at least an exaggeration. Now, half your roster is going to be people from WWE, known by WWE, or trained by WWE, which again, fuck, it is what it is, but you lied about that. How long do you think your um, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page or your uh, your Wardlows or your Proud and Powerfuls or your Sammy Guevara's are people going to be cool having to work d- dark in Elevation? How long is this going to be the case? You know, if your name isn't Darby Allen, MJF, it's a couple of other people maybe that's full-time, you're not on the show unless you're lucky. So, I like, if Punk goes there, Cole, it'd be more fun to see him not go and it'd be a troll. It'd be more fun for me because anarchy. But you know what? If he goes there, more power to him. He got to be a heel. He got to be a heel, in my opinion. But I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm over this fact that everybody got to go to AEW because they'll be used right, brother. And they can get creative control, brother. And Tony knows how to book a wrestling show, brother. You sure about that? Who the hell is saying that on this podcast? I, I actually literally just told Tony you got to relinquish the reins. Now, the, the WWE point, and you, you ended up making it. I thought I was going to have to walk it back. But that's not fair because, I mean, for the last 20 years, WWE has been the only game in town. So anybody that's anybody within this industry in the past 20 years, for the most part, has had a cup of coffee in the E. It just is what it is, right? Can we agree yeah, on that? They signed it, but yeah, you're right. But they signed these motherfuckers like you know how when you uh take your cup to your the refrigerator to get some ice and it overflows, <laughs> they try to get every piece of ice, dog. Let some of them hoes hit the flow. It's okay. You ain't gonna get them all. I think their drink biggest, already cold enough. I think their biggest problem is the guys that Tony chose to go in business with, i.e. the young bucks. Kenny Omega and Cody and Garrett. Rhodes. Garrett. Who the fuck is Garrett? The the guy last guy's name you said who I don't refer to him as. Oh, oh, okay, I got you. That's his real name. That's his shoot name. Garrett Reynolds. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. But yeah, no, but that that's the problem because them Mellon Farmers are going to situate themselves at the top of the car because they're executive VPs and. They're probably the least interesting people on the entire roster. <laughs> Two, let me say this. And now, look, again, what creditors do, I will give it, whether I like it or not. I am no fan of Nick and Mac Jackson. But this is the best they've ever been. This is the most entertaining they've ever been with this <laughs> heel shit. You, you like that shit with them food no, no, no. mustaches? No, Chris, Chris, like Chris, 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 Chris. Chris, he just said this is the best they've ever been. Think about that. Touche. No, no, no. Touche. <laughs> there you now you got it. Now you got it. Now you got it. Yep. Yep. There you go. There you go. There you go. If you know, you know. My bad, my bad. You got me. You got me. Go ahead, Ray. I apologize. I'm just that's that was it. Like this this is the most entertaining they've ever been. This is the most interested that they they've ever made me or most people who aren't Slippy Do fans. So, you got to give credit where credit is due. Now, 
If you like you like as like as my compatriots are saying, if you know, you know. So did did y'all see that shit when they came out last week with nope. the Space Jam? Because I, I I think that Turner is owned by Warner Media. So Warner you know, Media, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was synergy shit. So that's why they did yeah. the Space Jam do shit. You know, but, do you know why I didn't see it? But n- not a near, neither one of them mother farmers had ever dribbled a basketball. Ever. Because I don't, in I don't watch their lives. Because I don't watch AEW. That was the answer. <laughs> I did. I had no idea, Tony. Oh my god. I think it's actually taking the place of Impact in my heart. I want them to win, man. I'm, I'm holding on for dear life, and the fact that they, that they're rumored to have signed. Two guys that I really enjoy watching wrestling. It's kind of reinvigorated my excitement for the company. But Tone, pretty Tony, bro, you've got people under your employment that know how this is supposed to work. Why not use them as your consigliere so we can figure this shit out? And it's going to be very interesting because eventually they're going to have to cut some people. Because eventually Shaka Khan is going to be like, what the hell's going on here? He's going to twiddle his mustache like Harley Whiplash and be like, yo, we got to get rid of some of these motherfuckers. Did you so just call him Harvey, Harvey Whiplash? <laughs> that, so that, that point is important to note, Chris, because, again, the Khan family has more money than the McMahon family, but the McMahon family's money is all tied into wrestling. Right, so the, this is a this is a side venture for Shot Freshy Hit Con because he's already owns two other two sports franchises, and not to mention where he got his money from. You so ultimately, tell the truth, you almost got him because shot, of your, because of your dumbass, because <laughs> <laughs> yes. of your dumbass. Um, but so it's important to note that there's the same, there's not the same level of risk involved. Like they could, he could this is almost like Dixie. He could take the cons cut this off and never look then ever think about it again if Vince loses WWE he is bankrupt and isn't that the difference though I think so I think so I mean how much on on average on average um per per day per for the entire week like how many hours a day do you think Tony Khan spends on AEW per like for the for a week let's just say for an entire week there's there's 168 hours in a week. How many of those hours do you think Tony Khan spends his mind fully committed to AEW? Not as many as Vince. 28. He just doesn't know what he's doing. I think he spends every waking moment and minute because this is his dream. He just doesn't know what he's doing yet. And he don't know that he don't know. Or he don't know what he don't know. So I think the, the, the Dixie comparison is apt because... If if they don't figure this shit out, eventually, just like Dixie's daddy, they're gonna turn off the faucet. Now that being, they seem to be making money. I don't see how because of how many wrestlers that they have contracted to them. But they're well, they're making moves. So you know they got the T the TNT deal. They're putting another show on TNT. The video game, whatever revenue they're gonna get from that, like it. It as of right now, they seem to be trending. I would have, I would have found a way to continually and and consecutively successfully book one show on a, on a regular basis before I jumped into a second show. You also so, don't snort cocaine, so. Oh, so let me answer. Let me answer Tony's question first. Let me answer to Tony's question anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when I get jammed up, don't mention my name, okay? 
does Tony want to think about all wrestling all the time? Absolutely. But when you are uh, the the president of the Jaguars and you're the um, analytics director for Fulham FC, you physically can't. Because those are billion dollar companies and, and, and operations. So he can't. So to, to Tony's point, he can't think about it as much as Vince does because Vince does nothing else but wrestling. To the second point, they're working at a loss. Because Tony's admitted that they're working at a loss. So all of this is coming out of his pocket. All of the stuff he's doing is coming out of his pocket. It's not coming from wrestling money. They've signed deals and maybe down the line in a year or two, they'll start making some revenue. But right now they're in the red. So it is, and, and in terms of the second show, I agree with you completely, Tony. In a perfect world, you turn that shit down. But they, they offered him that second show and gave him some money. I'm taking that money. Yeah, what are you supposed to do? That's why Raw is three hours. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> Bing bang boom, because it's trash at three hours. But you know what? Yeah. That third hour is the most expensive one. <laughs> Listen, yeah. y'all are preaching to the choir here. I've I've done, I've done, I've actually dedicated chair shot radio by myself to the amount of time spent at, per wrestling company and for content by hours and how difficult things are with a book like that. So I I'm with you. Uh, I just I just think you gotta. It would have been smarter to learn how to walk before you run. Yeah, yeah but it would have yeah, been. But you're, not, yeah. but you're not thinking about the level of arrogance this motherfucker has. Right, but and the, the, problem, the problem... Devotion his fan base has. Right, the problem... And the amount the, of cocaine that he ingests allegedly no, 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 on here, a daily basis. Here's the problem, and here's where WWE has made it so that no one can really catch them. Are you ready? Yes. You can, you can basically watch every single WWE pay-per-view for the price it costs you to buy one singular pay-per-view from from AEW. Like you can almost get every WWE pay-per-view for a whole year for just a little bit more than it costs you to buy one AEW pay-per-view. And that's where AEW in my opinion is at a disadvantage because the amount of money that was made from these companies like this growing and coming forward, like from WCW, they got WCW lost all their money because uh, Warner Entertainment got the money instead of WCW. They were just a holding company, right? So the fact that that added stream of revenue and you're up against what the WWE offers, it's never it's never going to be an even playing field. The amount of content they would need to start their own library and things of that nature, it, it's their so behind the eight ball just to start there. I don't think they're, they're not going to catch WWE. That's apples and orangutans. You know what I mean? Right. Like WWE is not competing against AEW. WWE is competing against the NFL and the NBA and motion pictures and amusement parks and, you know, every other place that you could possibly spend your dollar I just want another viable wrestling company on a major network that puts out a decent product that can reinvigorate my love for the genre and the industry. That's all I want. They're not going to catch WWE. Well, if they could understand that and the fucking fans can understand that, then we'd all have a better world right now. But the problem is the fans want them to take down WWE. Tony Khan is so fucking ignorant and dumb that he thinks he's going to take down WWE. He's That's probably just probably part of it is he believes he can, and part of it he wants to appease his fans. It's it's a weird dynamic that AEW has considering their fan base, right? Like their fan base is so anti WWE and everything else that 
if you don't placate to that, you probably lose a percentage of it, right? So that has to be part of their gimmick overall. Yeah. Yeah, and point. the funny thing is, it's the same 1.2 to 2 million people watching all these shows. That's well, the funny part. You're gonna to see, the, yeah, you're gonna see the viewership drop with with two shows. It's just going to, it's going to happen. And that shit's on Friday against the best that's, wrestling. That's, that's a death spot. And the and against you, the best ahead, wrestling so you, television, say, yeah. yeah, the best wrestling television show in the world right now. What time does it come on? Is it at 10 o'clock at least? 10 o'clock Eastern. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's right on after. after oh. So, right. Okay. I got you there. So fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, it's not a bad, it's, it's not head to head, but at the same time, that's, it's a lot of talk about three hours. That was four hours to sit down and watch. And SmackDown is dope. So after SmackDown, I've got my wrestling fix for the week. I'm just, but I'll, I'll, I'll be in the house. Uh, Allegedly, August twentieth in the United Center, and and the, that's the beauty of the fact that uh, I hate ratings conversations because everything we just talked about, Tony won't. But Platt, me and you will probably go back and watch Rampage. We want might not watch it Friday night, but we might go back and watch it on DVR or stream or or TNT's website, whatever it is. People watch just as many people watching now as they ever they ever have been. They're just not watching the traditional means anymore. So, uh, it, yeah, I, and you're you're echoing a sentiment that I've had. You know, there's some people that you can find on social media that are so uh, obsessed with these numbers. Add the Hulu numbers from WWE. Add the YouTube numbers. Right? It's like it doesn't. It's not even close. Um, it, it, Triple H has said it for years. The the consumption, like you said, Ray, is is 100% different. <laughs> Yeah, people do consume content differently now, but I'm out here in these streets and I'm talking to people that were wrestling fans and I'm hearing the exact same thing. And I know y'all not going to want to hear this, but they're echoing the exact same shit that Jim Cornette, Tony, fuck Jim Cornette, is saying that they want to get into it. They used to be fans, but the shit looks way too fucking phony and they can't deal with it like you, you know what i mean like there's a solid fan base for this year and i mean it's never going to get back to where it was in the 80s or the attitude era there's just way too many options out here but like motherfuckers aren't fucking with this shit like that like y'all in you know inside the bubble man outside the bubble motherfuckers ain't fucking with this shit like that it just is what it is wrestling I'm is not a, disagree with. wrestling is a non wrestling at its best is not politically correct so you're never, a, you're never, that's you're, a good segue, but you're, you're never really going to have the success you had at a, at a, as far as like pushing the envelope, right? Like that, that makes for good entertainment and you're just not going to see that kind of thing in this day and age with the amount of money WWE has tied up in the way they have it tied well, so, into them. Well, before we transition to the last topic, just let me say this, just because to your point, Platt. If nobody gives a fuck, not, I'm not saying not, not, not nobody. I'm, you know, I'm trying to surmise. Of course, of course, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, if 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 people aren't caring about it, like they used to. WWE has has seventy nine point nine million subscribers on YouTube. Twenty four point seven million followers on Instagram. Let me go to Twitter. Well, you don't even. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
you can basically just talk about the 16 billion dollars in fucking revenue they've made between TV deals and selling the network, it, not even selling the network, loaning the network out, making more money than they would have running it themselves, not having to do the work anymore and get to renegotiate in five years. I mean, like exactly. Okay, uh, there, 11.5 well, million on Twitter. Where are people coming from? Well, people they're... are consuming it. They just don't want to watch it on TV, but they're consuming the product still. Well, we're I'm trading out. The streets, man, ain't nobody talking about this shit in the streets like they were in during the Attitude Era or during the '80s or during the '70s. The motherfuckers ain't discussing this shit like they used to, man. Well, because it's not discussed worthy, it doesn't mean they're not paying attention, though. Yeah, to see if if maybe they're they gonna do something to draw them back in, but they haven't as of yet. The not WWE, just the 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 uh, industry in general. The I'm not just shitting on WWE. I got you, but 27 million people don't just come out of nowhere. 80 million people don't just come out of nowhere, dog. The dis- you don't think that like God New Master 69 God, has made like 15 YouTube accounts and subscribed to the WWE YouTube? Dude, why do, like why do you gotta out DP like that? Why you gotta out DP like that? There, there's a whole lot of new masters. We say the same thing. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. We're moving on. And we're not going to move on from AEW. We're going to stick with AEW. We're going to ixnay uh, the Peyton Royce topic, A, eh? because uh, I don't think anybody really cares. Um, well, let me just say this. Let no, me say this it's got ixnayed. No. It got ixnayed. That's not know. even part of the show. It got ixnayed. Your Honor, Your Honor, Your Honor, can we have that stricken from the record? Congratulations, you played yourself. And we're done. Oh, you fuckers. Okay, five and a half topics this week. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. So I wanted to get uh, the whole grasp on what exactly happened with Max Caster. And, and, and someone explained it to me like this. Uh, there was a diss track on Dark that got left in. Now, Tony Khan said he's personally going to take to making sure everything he edits Dark. Um, uh, the references involved Simone Biles quitting the Duke lacrosse case from 2006, COVID test being fake, um, something about side chicks and possibly Colin Kaepernick, and, and, and Julia Hart's pussy stinks, apparently. Is that true, <laughs> the last part? I'm not sure. How the fuck are we supposed to know? I mean, you're yeah, she's 19. I don't want to know. Okay, I didn't. I don't like. And I'm I'm married. I can't know. <laughs> that, that's gonna fuck my whole shit up if I find out. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. See, you know, like I love besides, Amber. Besides the besides <laughs> the age thing there, which is ridiculous to to like you know mess with someone that young on that level, but. You could have said smells, and then you could have been like, you know, smells can be good or bad. Stinks is always bad. Matt's cast is 32. She's 19. Like, I'm not one of the people that is, like, uh, age, you know, big on that. But that's still uncomfortable for me because I have a 13-year-old daughter. So, and I'm 33. That's fair. I can I can respect that from that vantage point. I don't have any kids yet, but I, I understand where you're coming from. That particular line, it didn't rattle my cage. Neither did the Simone Biles because I, I I look at it like it was heat. Like Charlotte Flair made a Simone Simone Biles reference on Monday Night Raw. Like I feel like that was just heat. Now doubly stupid, but both of them were stupid. Yeah, you call yeah. both out. But it, it is what it is. That's how you get heat, you know. But the the Duke thing. 
Number one, nobody really knows what actually happened in that case. You know what I mean? Like, we really, we just don't know. And it's just, it's a little uncomfortable, man. I mean, can rape jokes be funny? Yes. I mean, imagine Porky Pig raping Elmer Fudd. That's just funny, right? No. <laughs> that, that, that's funny. Porky Pig raping Elmer Fudd I, is funny. No, that's I think a, a Carl. Honestly, I think, but you, I, mean, I think you've pr- proved your point that that none of them is funny. No, but the point is, no, the point, my point I was saying is just stay away from that. Like, no good can come from that. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it is what it is, man. Don't, don't do it. Do I think that he should be punished in some way or suspended? No. You just pull him off to the side, be like, hey, man, watch what you say next time. You know, I, I don't think this, I don't think this should be, should be as big of a deal as it has become. Let's just pull them off to the side. The the thing that's tripping me out is that it made air. So what's going on with there? What's going on there? Like, that's a fail in your system. Like, somebody should have caught that and been like, you know what? Perhaps we need to edit this out or not show this message or, 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 or whatever. But you don't do anything until it takes, uh, you know, until social media gets in an uproar. So that's, yeah. You got to, you, you, you know. So, so, so Tony, Tony jumped on Busted Open today to explain this and said that apparently the only, he he's always there for every dynamite. He edits every dynamite and apparently will every rampage that will happen. But he doesn't he hadn't been editing Dark and Dark Elevation and hadn't been in Gorilla for those because he's doing other things. So because because he wasn't in Gorilla when that happened, he didn't hear the rap because as as we know, Max Caster raps when it comes to the ring. He always does some type of diss trap rap uh, when he comes out to the ring. So he wasn't in Gorilla to hear it. And since he doesn't, he didn't edit the show. He didn't edit it. So, like, he said, I'll take blame for that. And from now on, I'll edit Dark in Elevation 2. So to an earlier point you, you made, I appreciate him trying to take responsibility for it. But you need to fucking learn how to delegate better, bro, and get better people. Because you don't need to be doing every goddamn thing. Like, I appreciate that you want to take advantage and make sure personally the shit don't happen no more. Your way you fix that is by getting your people right. Secondly, the bigger problem at foot, the shit he said was stupid as fuck. I understand you two may feel differently than me, but I feel like certain things you just don't, certain things you just don't try to get heat with. I Like, I just... Anything involving rape, you don't try to get, get heat with in wrestling, in my opinion. And me personally, knowing that... uh dealing with mental health issues and having family and a child and all these things. Like I get that it's cool, but unless you're talking about the actual wrestler you're facing, I don't think it's cool in that regards too, but I understand everybody feels differently. The bigger issue is this motherfucker been getting away with this shit the entire time. And nobody said anything. He's been teetering closer and closer and closer to the line. And because like you said, for heat brother and nobody cares, because one line in there is funny or something. Like, you know what I mean? So it, but so it was going to get to this point. Never stopped. That's the bigger problem to me is that anybody watching could have told he was going to fuck up at some point. You should have handled this shit then. But now, now it's a problem. The whole world gets to see it. How it gets to air is just a failure of massive proportions. So, yeah. And, yeah, man. 32-year-old men should be joking about how old a 19, how 19-year-old pussy smelled. Like, that's just not, that don't rock with me. So it wasn't let me even, just, I, it, I just want to clarify. Yeah, I'm not let's clarify. Condoning. It wasn't smell, it was, no, no, it was hold stick. On, hold on. 
He said stink. You're right, like, smells, okay, di- directly, right. directly no, no, stink. No. no, he said stink. No, I just want to clarify this, man. I'm not condoning the rape joke like that. You sure. just don't go there. Like, you know, the 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 probability of you landing the joke is exponentially lower than the backlash that you're going to receive. Like, it's not even worth even going there. You know what I mean? The 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 pussy thing. I, you know, Ray. Like I said, you're a father. I understand where you're coming from. You know. That didn't bother me, but again, I'm not a father. So, you know, perhaps when I am a father, I would feel different about that. Like, I'm not trying to play you or anything like that. And were, sure. I'm not even trying to condone what happened. Like, the motherfucker said some dumb shit. Tony needed to pull him to the side. Hey, wa- wa- watch yourself out there. Maybe don't... Maybe just don't say that shit, because you see the backlash and, you know, fig- figure out another way. You know what I mean? I don't think the man should be, you know, suspended or any of that. Are Are, are you advocating for that? On the level, no, but he has to be suspended for one reason. You've got, um, you have to have continuity. You have to be consistent. Sammy Guevara got suspended, got suspended, and had to go do sensitivity training for a joke man on a podcast years before he ever got on, got uh, signed to the roster. So if you're going to be consistent, and the thing that not all the people have been mentioning because I guess it's over their head, the show that he did this on. Granted, this was dark, but that sh- the episode Dynamite was the fight for the fallen, which is a show specifically for domestic violence victims. And they brought in 600 kids specifically from outreach. So it's like, yeah, you fucked up, but you fucked up at the worst time for you to fuck up. So he got to be gone for a week, you know? And if it, this is, it is absolutely more of a, more of a, you know, uh, uh, on the, t- just on the level. It's like, it's not, it may not be, it's not a real, it's, not, it's a very hollow suspension. Just for the goodness of placating people, but you got to do it. I think, in my opinion, just to say you did it. So Ray just called us stupid, ladies and gentlemen. In case y'all missed that, like Ray be thinking he the only smart motherfucker on the whole goddamn podcast, and we don't be catching his sneak disses. But yeah, he literally just called us stupid right there. So thank you for that, sir. Appreciate it. You did. You did. did Well, well, a lot of people missed this part like yeah yeah that's what you did that, that happened that was the thing oh no no I, yeah. did, I didn't mean to call you stupid i don't be paying attention to shit like that <laughs> so that was a diss on yeah. myself because yeah. i would never call it, had it, not, <laughs> it on twitter so i'm dissing ray cash <laughs> <laughs> so my bad my apologies to those i dissed other than the ones who deserve to be dissed yeah, that was pretty disingenuous and that shitty grin that you had when you said it so yeah there's that <laughs> Max, just get better, man. It's all bad. Everybody, players fuck up too, man. It happens. So you know, get better. That's all. Um, anything else that we missed in this wild, wonderful, weird, wacky world of wrestling? We need to touch before we get up out of here. So I just want to talk about the financials one more time, real quick. And I'm just joking. I'm done. Thank you all for tuning in to Pirates War. <laughs> Hey, Ray, honestly, man, it's been an honor, privilege, and pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for filling in. We certainly appreciate it. And every time you come on, man, we get an uptick in viewers. We call it the Ray Cash effect. So why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir, and what you got going on? Um, I am at IWC Warchief, who apparently is the guy that fills the spot normally. But you can also find me at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y-S as, as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in Dollars. Follow everything on the chair shot. I'm on a whole bunch of shows. I'm getting back in the groove with things. Uh, Outside of Zedge, Bandwagon Nerds. 
Um, shout out to Max for holding down midweek mainstay head trauma. We in here, and I got to call him out. You may like it, you may not. My, you probably won't. But hey, read it. No, you can't read really butt chug so, blue cheese. You know the alliteration's nice, but it don't work. Do, do, do you do that, Raymond? Do alliteration? I butt chug no, salt no. water all the time. Do, do you do that, Raymond? No, I, I like to use a nice Chardonnay when I butt chug. Well, then we can't find you at IWC War Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, knowing Mr. Tunney, he's going to cut that one and use that on me, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, you already know. You already know. That's going to be on the next three-man weave. Tune into that 8 p.m. or 11 p.m. Wednesdays on the Cheershot Radio Network. Mr. Tunney, where can they find you, sir? He's writing it down as we speak. You can find me on the big show sheet writing down the exact time that Ray... <laughs> told us what he uses uh, it's a nice Chardonnay Chardonnay Ray I think that's your new name you can find me at PC Tunny on Twitter and Facebook yes please continue to listen to everything on the Chair Shot Radio Network all of your favorite streaming platforms um, yeah there you go take it away Chris Tony reminds me, I don't know if you all ever watched Two and a Half Men, but Tony reminds me of Bird of the Housekeeper from Two and a Half. Like, yeah, she's shitty at her job, but she's family. So what are you going to do? She's family. Wow. <laughs> so, she, dick. so she's Florence. He's Florence. That's, no, none of this is true. This is all a bunch no, of shit. Florence was a good, Florence was a solid housekeeper, more like Jeffrey. From okay. the French Prince. Like, okay. let's get it straight. Yeah. I got a drinking problem because of you guys, and I and there's twice the amount. Oh of work. yeah, it's our fault. Yes, <laughs> and, there, and there's twice yeah. the amount of work that goes in before and after this show that you don't even see. Well, to be well to be the plat whisperer, I can imagine why I might need to be a bit inebriated. The plat whisperer. <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> That was great, though. You all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Plat, but more importantly, if you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out here at the Chair Shot, the best way to make sure we keep providing that content day in and day out here at the Chair Shot is by going to perwestentees.com forward slash the Chair Shot and picking up an official Chair Shot t shirt and supporting the movement. Not only are you going to be more aesthetically pleasing, you're also going to be supporting the movement of your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude because you are smarter than the average fan. Again, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. And this weekend, if you type in the promo code Summer, summer, summer time. No, just one. I don't know about that. Just one summer. No, that's true. It's true. Trust. I was putting some seasoning on it, Tunny. What the fuck? You think these these motherfuckers ain't stupid, Tunny. They use their heads because they come here because they're they're smarter than the average fan, honey. Were you put, get it. Were you putting some Nick Lowry's salt on there? Jesus fucking Christ. For the commissioner, Have PC, you looked at your honey, phone? Have you looked at your Andrew phone? Blast. Have you looked at your phone? I have not looked at my phone. Why should I look at my phone? Sir? I don't know. Just I don't before, have. Before you finish what you're doing, you should look at your phone. I think you got it now. It's all good. Oh, Beekert, your voice dropped. <laughs> Usually sounds like this. Me, 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 me. Yeah, that's what my voice sounds like. For the commissioner, <laughs> thank you, fuck you, bye. 
for the commissioner PC Tunney. Shout out to Andrew Belaz. Ray, thanks for coming on. We got a song on. title. Or we got a, we got an episode it, title. You keep cutting off my fucking ending. Cause you steer. God you, damn it! Shut the fuck you, up. You got a really good title there. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> God damn it! You're laughing. Relax. Tunney, that's cash. I'm Platt. Shalom. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.